This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. To have us say our mission statement together. We'll get it up here in a second so you all can see it. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. Now, ordinarily right now, we would do some chants with soul shine to get us in the mood for being together. We're going to do a little bit of a different version, and Donna's going to tell us about that. So I get the honor and privilege of introducing our special musical guest, uh, Michael Mandrell. He is an acoustic fingerstyle guitarist, singer, songwriter, and recording artist. He has many CDs, which are for sale after. Um, He tours extensively and has been doing this for many, many, many decades. And uh, there will be a concert right after the service at 11.30. So basically, I think that we're in a challenging time So if your heart needs to be soothed and uplifted, please stay. It's going to be amazing. And most importantly, he's been one of my best friends for 21 years. And so I'm really, really, really honored that he was coming through Bend. Well, actually, I reeled him in here because (laughs) he he lives in Taos. I was in Santa Fe. He was in Taos. He moved to Portland. I moved to Eugene. We moved to Portland, he moved back to Taos, but he's been staying in Portland now, so I was like, you've got to come to Bend, and so here he is. Yay, Michael. Thank you, good morning. And, and he didn't pay me for that introduction. And last time, I don't know who, who remembers, last time when we had Michael here, we, yeah. were, we were at the Tower Theater still, and we did that Christmas Eve thing at the Tower, and I Mom, remember that. Grace was running around like this tall, and he was sitting up in front <laughs> with us, and it was awesome. And then we all did Indian food. Jim, Jim, do you remember? We all went out for Indian afterwards. That was, yeah. That, that, was, well, that was a good day. That was a good day. We're going to do a Karen Drecker chant. I'm going to walk you through the lyrics, and then you'll just sing along. It's fun. Yeah. And we don't sing from our seats. We sing from our feet. So stand up, everybody. It's you are the heart. You are the hands. You are the voice. Spirit, of, spirit on earth. Let's do that first part. You are the heart. You are the heart. You are the hands. You are the hands. You are the voice. You are the voice spirit. of spirit on earth. And who you are. And who you are. And all you do, all you do is a blessing, is a blessing to the world. To the world. Do that again. You are the heart. You are the heart. You are the hands. You are the hands. You are the voice. You are the voice spirit of, of spirit on earth. And who you are. And who Oh, no. 
That's fabulous. Appreciate it. It's great to have you here, Michael. Thank you. Nice job roping him in, Donna. Good work. So we're going to take it over to the fabulous Claire to rock celebrations, but I want to start with one first, which is rain, rain, and just feeling the earth soaking it in. Grateful. I know. That's what I celebrated yesterday. Oh. My host, she said, what are you grateful for today? I said, the rain, the rain. So we didn't get as much as, as I was hoping for, but any, we'll take anything, right? Right? Well, before, so I've been gone a few weeks. I'm so happy to be back here with you guys. I missed you. I missed you, but I was watching from afar. I was down in Lake Tahoe. We've had, Kevin and I have had quite a few, quite an eventful past few weeks. And between him getting COVID, his mom being in the hospital for a couple of days, my mom getting um, shoulder replacement, and I'm down in Tahoe taking care of her. We're on fire evacuation alert. I'm, and our other son breaking his collarbone. I mean, we've just, that's, this is all in the past three weeks. So it's been quite exciting. So I'm celebrating being back here, everyone healing and being whole again. And I know a few weeks ago I was mentioning, I said, you know, I, get, I asked you the question, why are you here? What brings you here? And I read a beautiful um, quote. I get my wonderful... Um, spiritual passages email in the morning. And I just wanted to share this one with you. Studies show, and this is all stuff we know, but it's just good for us to be reminded. Studies show that heartbeats of individuals engage in the same sensory experience into a single rhythm. Like people listening to music together, children gathered around a storyteller, worshipers praying together, people holding or laughing together. We unify in perfect You are not alone, but with others who feel the same way. Right? That's why we're here. We're amazing on our own, but man, we're even better when we're together. So I just wanted to, to share that. And I'm celebrating that Kevin and I went to the Breathe concert last night at Les Schwab. I had a, we had a lot of like, should we go with the whole COVID thing, you know? But we're like, we're just in our N95 masks and being masked up the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I had tears in my eyes and have not that hard in a long, long time. Uh, it's beautiful, beautiful. The power of music. So we're so excited to have Dave and Michael here and because, man, it, music feels, does special things for your soul. So let me get on to celebrations. So Lisa Jordan posted this morning her celebration. Her nephew has been very sick with an infection that they have not been able to diagnose. And she is celebrating that they're finally getting some answers to figure out what's going on. So that's a huge celebration. And she is also celebrating just that today is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr. So if any of you who have celebrations here would like to say it in your pirate voice, you're welcome to. Ron Kurtz, he is such a special man, um, but he normally watches online, but he lives up in, um, up in Washington now, and he sent a celebrate. I mean, his heart is just so big. He's celebrating our community here and the divine oneness while he is going to service at the Unity up in Spokane. So I just thought that was really cool that he said, I'm sending you guys love down here too. Yay. Um, and then this one, we are going to just hold the knowing. Carol Varland, her husband is having open heart surgery this morning. And so we're going to celebrate that all will be well and the doctors will have everything perfectly done and know exactly what to do so he can be back to his full self. So, all right. Any celebrations here? Dave. I'm celebrating. I'm kind of praying it forward on this one. I'm celebrating. I had a biopsy on Friday of a tumor in my neck, and I'm just celebrating that it's going to be perfectly fine and everything's going to be easily treatable and or benign. So that's what I'm celebrating. We are absolutely holding that knowing for you, Dave. So continue your prayers for our dear Dave. Okay, anyone else? Who else? Joe. 
uh, I'm celebrating. We get to go up to visit my son next week, so we won't be here, but we haven't seen him in a while, and it's just exciting to visit him and his wife, so we're looking forward to up in Se north of Seattle, yeah. So, Us mamas need to go check on our kids, right? Make sure they're eating well and keeping their house tidy and all that fun stuff. Anyone else? Jane? Jane is hiding in the back here. I was well, I'm just celebrating after a year of preparing for it, our Unity West Regional Conference happens this week. Yeah, she has been working her butt off on that thing. And so we will have more to let you guys know what that is in more detail later on when we do announcements. But we appreciate you, Jane, working on that. And we hope it's a wonderful success. We hold that knowing. Okay, one more. We need who has a celebration? Donna. I'm celebrating 21 years of friendship with Michael, but I'm also celebrating my power of persuasion because he came from Portland yesterday in the rain and he's leaving this afternoon. So we reeled him in and I persuaded him to be here. Yay. Thank you, Michael, for coming down. All right, All let's right. have a beautiful service. Right. You're a key part of it, so you have a beautiful service, sister. All right, so as we've been doing lately, uh, we're going to have a reflection question, and we want you to pair up with someone that ideally you do not live with, and we're just going to spend a couple of minutes sharing on this question that our speaker, William, who I'll introduce in a moment, came up with. And it's share a time when you were not at your best or made a mistake and were graced or forgiven, or a time when you had every right to be mad or hold a grudge and you let it go and forgave. And for those of you online, you can put it in the chat if you like, or just take a quiet moment, maybe journal it down. Um, a time when we made a mistake and still received grace and were forgiven, or a time when we were holding a grievance and decided to let it go and forgive. It's time to come into prayer, which is a fundamental thing that unity is all about. And I've shared before, but it's, when I first started coming regularly to Unity, I hadn't prayed in decades because I was raised in the beseeching, out there God form of prayer. That is not what Unity is about. Unity is about affirmative prayer. And in fact, one of the founders of Unity, Charles Fillmore, calls prayer the most elevated state of mind we can, we can ever achieve. Prayer is not about changing God's mind. It's about aligning our mind. And I just wanna share, I have her permission, but um, I've known Carol Fox off and on for several years now, and she came in a little early as we were getting ready for this service. And I asked how she was, and she was like, man, this was just one of those days where I'm like, everything is good. I'm just well in every way. And, and she said, I've been feeling that way more often. And I can tell you as someone who has been around her a fair bit, you can tell the difference. And I mentioned that to her and she said, yeah, I've just been praying regularly. Everything's just better. So thank you for letting us share that. And it's wonderful to see that emanating from you. Um, so we're going to go into prayer now. And I just ask everyone to bring our attention into our innermost selves and into this holy instant of now, focusing on the light, the spiritual light that each one of us is. And affirming that all the good that we are all desiring for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our collective and our world, that this good is already in root. It is already manifest and making its way to every situation. We claim absolute health and wholeness for Dave, for the person undergoing heart surgery, for everyone who is in the process of returning to complete wholeness right now, we just claim easy, speedy pathway there. We affirm prosperity, all the material needs met as we travel through this human part of our journey, knowing 
that we are limitless. We are limitless as spiritual beings. Each one of us, a beautiful, unique expression of divine love, divine creativity, divine wholeness. We are each knowing that we are expressing God and affirming as we do that knowing this, we shine our light more brightly into our own life and into every being we encounter in this world. Holding wholeness, prosperity, and good, we say thank you, and so it is. Amen. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. So it is. All right, Miss Donna, let's give us some poetry, please. Forgiveness for giving of self to the absolute notion of surrender. Give yourself the gift of letting go. For if you hold on, your muscles become sore, your shoulders droop and your fists clench, and there is no room for peace, peace within. Yet, if you open the toolbox and find the forgiveness driver and the acceptance wrench, you might just be able to fix all that ails you. As you open yourself to the act of forgiving, you create a ripple that manifests in the world a millionfold. It is not a small act at times, yet so poignant and powerful. Imagine that those feelings you harbor and hold onto so tightly go back to the nothingness from which they came. Imagine that your act of forgiveness and acceptance creates a resounding drill bit that cuts through the pain and suffering of the world. It allows for the deepest healing to happen. Access these tools on a regular basis it will set you free and might just start an avalanche of justice and hope. For when one forgives from the deepest recesses of their heart, God steps in and hammers love into the fabric of the universe, and all is well. Forgive today and tomorrow will look brighter. Accept today and life becomes a beautiful journey. For some, it is easy to forgive. For others, they must dig deep. Either way, the results are in. 
forgiveness and acceptance can take you to the finish line of spiritual maturity so that others may benefit from your kindness and willingness to go way beyond ego and settle into the power of letting go. An exponential upgrade of emotional healing can happen. Let's do this. Good morning. Nice to see you all. And uh, speaking of rain, as I drove over the mountains yesterday from uh, Portland, it is raining across the whole cascade rain. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. So, thank, thank goodness. So, a song was requested for this first bit. This is um, called the Spirit Chant. I will teach it to you, and Dave and Donna will join me. We used to sing this one over at Unity in Portland when I played there in the band for years. It's called the Spirit Chant. And the words are simple. I am spirit, I am holy, I am sacred, I am love. Then we sing I, you, we, and all. Easier than it sounds. Thank you. Thanks, Dave and Donna. Terrific. Thanks, you guys. One of these days, I'm going to host a service and get everything in the proper order. You'll see the slide. I forgot to mention one of the coolest things about Unity Prayer, which is we have these prayer claim forms. And you can go right online, Unity Central Oregon website, and put in a prayer claim. And our awesome prayer team here not only prays over that, but if you want to get a personalized prayer back through email or, I think, text, um, they'll do that. 
And then the beautiful thing is your claim, your prayer claim is sent on to Silent Unity back at Unity Village and held in prayer for 30 days. So it's a powerful thing that we do and I got it in there even if it's not in the right order. And we have the paper forms again. Okay, now that we're fidgetal, we're back to having these green paper forms so you can fill those out and put them in the offering basket and our prayer team gets those as well. Um, I've had some really, really beautiful personalized prayers come back for myself and also for other people and then I love getting them via email because I can send them out to them via email and I've had some really moving um, reception of that at times. All right, we are really fortunate that once again we're going to get to hear Brother William uh, here lead us in meditation and also give the talk. And probably all of you know him because he does a lot of the talks these days, which I respect because there's a lot of work that goes into that every Sunday. But I just want to say for those who haven't yet been lucky enough to spend one-on-one time with William, I hope you get that chance because he just exudes wisdom. He is smart as a whip and fascinating to talk about a variety of things a variety of things with and we're just really blessed to, to have him in this community and he is also on the ministerial path I've been lucky enough to be going through many of these classes and trainings with him and really gleaning his wisdom so I appreciate you very much thank you Sylvia So let's start with a meditation, and I invite you to close your eyes and loosen up, feel the weight of your body in your chairs, and take a deep breath, and bring your attention down away from the noise of the world and the busyness and happiness of this room, down to the core of our beings, down to our hearts. And there is a point from within us that experiences all that we witness, that is a beholder of all that we see, that is the hearer of all the sound coming into our ears and the emotions running through our electromagnetic biosystem. That point of awareness, that silent witness, from that point, we give everything that we behold meaning. From that point, we choose our beliefs. Let's sit here in silence for a moment and just feel the power of being the common denominator in all we experience. That one point of consciousness that manifests from the mystery. I invite you to slowly come back into the room. Speed up into the eternal stream of now. And let's be present together. I have written down at the top of this to slow down because sometimes I can talk really fast. It's an honor to be here and it's an honor to talk about acceptance and forgiveness. Those are topics that haven't always been hot topics. I've heard a lot about radical acceptance and radical forgiveness. And to be in a space of like minds who see value in them is an honor. This is a subject that matters to me and has made a great deal of difference in my life. And I've practiced these tools and have uh, have found a lot of peace from them. In fact, you can say my paradigm has shifted in how I view myself and how I view the world. There was a time in an old paradigm where I found weakness or forgiveness as being weak. Perhaps that was from all the action-adventure movies I saw or all the westerns I saw where you would have a villain and you would have a hero and there was no forgiveness given. I also saw acceptance as settling for less, as though to just accept something meant you were selling yourself short. 
And in that paradigm, I valued holding grudges. I valued keeping score and seeking revenge. In that paradigm, I saw a person who demanded the most and would act out, threaten, intimidate, or manipulate to give what they wanted as being the winners in life. And this life has taught me a great deal differently. Once I discovered a different paradigm, one that values peace, kindness, forgiving, little by little, I started making different choices in how I would tell the stories in my mind. I saw the value in forgiving, and I saw the value in acceptance. To accept and forgive is a choice. Not to accept or forgive is a choice. And we make them over and over again. Many indigenous cultures use the word forgive as a verb, which makes a great deal of sense to me. It's not as though we forgive or accept once and for all times and we're done with it. It's a practice, and it's a practice that can set us free. Acceptance and forgiving are simply words. They're symbols. In fact, it's worse than that. They're symbols made of symbols, and words mean different things to different people. I looked up the word acceptance in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and I got a definition of to receive, to be accepted into a fraternity or brotherhood or university, and also to agree upon. And that isn't exactly what we're going for here today. Um, we're looking at acceptance as in to cease resisting or cease fighting. Acceptance as in letting go of attachment. Acceptance as in to release so as to be free, to make peace with. And in this, we're mainly dealing with people, places, things, circumstances, or events that we have no control over, that we cannot change. I now see acceptance and forgiveness as being like secret ninja Jedi powers. I see acceptance and forgiveness as being like cardinal directions in which I can gauge where I'm at. And also as like a get out of jail free card, usually my own jail. You know, once I realize I'm in, I'm in my own jail of anxiety or resentment or feeling unworthy, I can use acceptance and forgiveness to spin up out of that into the being that I'm meant to be. I had a friend I grew up with, his name was Danny. And he was a few years older than me, so for most of the time I knew him, he was too cool to hang out with me. But Danny was riding ATVs with, a good, with his brother, and I remember when he told me the story, he said he just turned a corner, got thrown off his ATV, and hit a tree, and he got knocked out. And when he woke up, his brother was like saying, are you okay? And he says, yeah, I'm okay. And he went to stand up, and he couldn't stand up. He was a paraplegic. Now, how I got to know Danny was after the accident, because he was stuck in his room as a paraplegic, and we would play Monopoly over and over and over again, and I don't think I ever won. <laughs> but I remember was he was going through vocational therapy, and his therapist said once Danny accepted that he was a paraplegic, once he accepted that he wasn't going to be able to walk again, he was able to really excel. I remember when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, we were kind of bounced around from one town to another town, and we were moving to another town, and I was just starting junior high, and we were moving to Madras, <laughs> which is where I met Dave. I hated Madras. <laughs> I saw Madras with razor blades coming out of my eyes, and I was probably the most unhappy, bitter kid you could ever imagine. But after a period of time, I began to just accept the fact that this is where I'm at, and I made friends, and I look back with fond memories on the times I had in Madras. Right now, currently, right now, we are in times of great uncertainty. There is a lot of perceived fear. The internet, media are full of narratives and themes of fear and doom and shortages, agitations, divisiveness, and it's all out there and it's all out of our control. There are times I myself and, I, and others cannot feel help but feel disempowered, helpless, and full of fear. And this is where we can gain by accepting the practice of, practice of acceptance and forgiveness. 
and they can set us free. If we could step out of this time stream of September 2021 and look at our species from a broader scope over a length of time, we would find that pandemics have come and gone. There have been times of war and peace, babies being born and loved ones passing away. This whole life thing does not go backwards, seldom does it tarry. There is some kind of innate intelligence and guide that is guiding all of this or we wouldn't be here in the first place. What I'm saying is this too will pass. This whole thing will pass and will change. What we fear entangles us. What we resist saps our strength. What we hate imprisons us. By giving what we are opposed to space in our minds, our attention and will are bled out from us. Bled from us instead of being focused on what is important, what nurtures us, our will is no longer free. And we were born with free will even if we are not aware of it. We are behooved. I am now behooving you. You have been <laughs> behooved. <laughs> to awaken to your free will. To awaken to your own personal sovereignty. How we choose to see ourselves in relationship to this world is up to us. Let us not be programmed by the media. Let us not be programmed by the fear mongers. We are free moral agents here, and how we choose to see ourselves in the world is up to us. In my spiritual practice, and I've been able to practice this a lot, <laughs> when I feel deep fear and anxiety, anger and resentment, I, it's like alarm bells going off in my mind. It's as if, imagine you're driving down the road and you see on your dash a red flashing light. I know there's something wrong with me. And instead of building up a story in my mind to validate my current set of disempowerment, anger, resentment, and sometimes just unworthiness that I feel, I turn to acceptance and forgiveness simply because I don't want to feel that way. And, and I began to realize that I don't have to feel that way. That that's, that's a paradigm I don't have to live. One of the most freeing moments of my life was when I realized that my parents were just scared little kids who grew up and made babies. My father was an alcoholic. My mother had a really difficult life and she was just disengaged. And I remember going to school and seeing other parents fret over their kids and be concerned about their kids. And I had a great deal of bitterness about that. And it directly felt, it directly affected my sense of worthiness. And to be honest, for most of my life, I walked around feeling small and then trying to be arrogant to compensate for it. But when I started to realize that my parents were just scared little kids, I began to forgive them. I began to have passion for them. And how this forgiveness as a verb works is, every time I thought of my childhood and thought of my parents, I would build stories about how I deserved more and how they let me down. As my paradigm shifted to forgiveness and acceptance, I started telling my stories that they were doing the best that they could. That they were giving a rough childhood and they did the best they could with what they have. And once I could accept them for what they were instead of comparing them with what I thought they should be, I felt a great deal of peace. And every time they came into my mind, instead of going into a state of anger and betrayal and abandonment, I came into a state of compassion and forgiveness, which set me free to grow in my own worthiness. It wasn't their fault, they weren't doing it on purpose, and what they were doesn't have to directly define who I am or who I choose to be. Before one can choose a wise course of action, one must first accept what is. Accepting what is for what it is takes courage. I choose to accept this pandemic as it is, this economy, these wars, these tragedies, these politics, divorces, aging, death. Death is something that's touching closer and closer to home and something I, I've experienced. 
And everyone who has ever lived has died or will die. For every first inhalation, there is a last exhalation. Death should be as natural as the setting sun or as natural as the onset of winter. And I believe the only reason we have such a difficult time wrapping our minds around the idea of death when a loved one dies, I lost a sister and a brother this summer, is that our innate truth is eternal. If we were simply corporal bodies, dying would not be as tragic as it is. It's only because our truth is eternal, the idea of a sudden end is so difficult to handle. The only time that we become mortal is when we identify with a body. Now this practice of acceptance and forgiveness does not mean that we don't feel our feelings. It doesn't mean that we don't weep our tears. It doesn't mean that we don't grieve and bawl in ugly ways. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that we don't feel. It also doesn't mean that we don't take right action or that doesn't mean that we don't stand up for our values or make a stand for our own personal integrity. It simply means that we are accepting what is and releasing into the experience without resisting it. No longer being in a state of resistance, we can become proactive with certainty. We can be a calm voice in a storm we can be an agent of light in a dark time. Upon accepting or releasing the world, in my mind, when I look at this world and when I see the headlines, I realize I am powerless over this world. But if I can surrender this world and accept this world for what it is right now, this world no longer has power over me. Our happiness, our worthiness, our truth, our purpose is not subject to the world around us. We set it all free and we set ourselves free. It's neither good nor bad. It simply is and we do what is right because it is the right thing to do. Let's take the concept of acceptance from the outside world into the inner world. What parts of ourselves are we resisting? What parts of ourselves are we judging? We can turn the same principle inward, accepting ourselves as we are, all the good parts, all the ugly parts, all the faults, all the weaknesses, all of our fears, accepting ourselves for who we are right now in this moment and then choosing to bless it. In our own inner world, we can bless that. We can hold ourselves in precious, benevolent love that's not subject to any outside circumstance. We can remove our own obstacles. We are free moral agents, and this life is a choice. Upon accepting everything, we can choose to forgive. Forgiving is an empowered state of action. When you forgive something, you're taking the empowered standpoint. You're no longer letting this event or this person or this action hurt us, make us feel less than. When we choose to forgive, we're setting that person free and therefore setting ourselves free. There is something that, that came up when I was working on this last night, and this is something I heard in a dream. And um, it's just a series of statements. But in this series of statements, I realized that my core being, what I'm made of, is not suffering. It's not sadness, and it's not darkness. In the dream, I heard it like this. It said, darkness reminds us of light. Fear reminds us of love. Weakness reminds us of strength. I want to say that again. Darkness reminds us of light. Fear reminds us of love. Weakness reminds us of strength. It is only because we come from light that darkness is unclear. It is only because we come from love that fear is uncomfortable. It is only because we are designed to be free that any degree of helplessness we find to be so disgusting. Again, all this is a choice. We make choices upon what we value. I believe this is all a part of waking up. These conversations we're having now weren't being had 20 years ago. 
These concepts weren't being discussed. These ideas are waking up among human beings all over the place. We live in a critical time. Our culture, our species is changing at an unprecedented pace. The world we live in now would be almost unrecognizable to our grandparents and great-grandparents. In 20 years, it will be unrecognizable to us now. Life is calling us forth to demonstrate the power of these spiritual principles and concepts, to become a voice of acceptance and forgiving, compassion, wisdom, and spread the possibilities of that paradigm to all who witness us. We, be, we can become gifts to our friends and family and to life itself. We are going to be doing time and bodies until we're not. And I don't think there's anything more worthy than healing ourselves from the inside out and then forgiving and setting free the whole world around us. And in that, we help facilitate a paradigm change. And so it is. it's only because we come from light that darkness is unclear and because we come from love that fear is uncomfortable and that we are designed to be free that any degree of helplessness we find to be so disgusting if we were truly designed to suffer it would feel good i wish i had written that i wish i had written that that's brilliant thank you all right music sorry i got carried away yeah Thank you, William. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a long time. Thank you. I wanna mention one thing before I forget that uh, after the service, I'm gonna play a little music and Donna actually brought her beautiful Native American flutes. So she's gonna do a few tunes with me. Always fun to play with her. Well, I was trying to decide what to play for my solo, and I think this piece will fit beautifully with William's lovely message. It's something I wrote years ago for a long-departed brother, myself. It's called Shining Child.
Thank you. Thank you. I feel so unbelievably blessed by beauty and the sacred here today. This is when we do our gratitude, when we, take, when we do our offering. So I'm going to ask the ushers to come up with baskets. And um, I want to share something. I had a little bit of a breakthrough. One of the classes I'm taking in the ministerial program right now is on prosperity. And speaking to William's talk, it, there was a section in this class on love as, as a law of prosperity. And being in a position of love, choosing love over choosing fear, is actually one of the ways that we exercise prosperity consciousness. So I just wanted to share that. This is a love offering, right? That's what we do here at Unity. We take a love offering to keep this kind of program, this kind of experience going. So I just want to encourage everyone to give what you can. You can give by old-fashioned checks. I'm very old school. Uh, you can give online. You can text in your contribution. This is how we, this is how we in this community enact that awesome mission that we started this service with. So with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to bless these empty baskets. They're empty now, but we know that the goodness is flowing in. All the resources needed and necessary are flowing to these baskets and beyond and empowering this awesome work that we do in service and in love. And so it is. of the offering together. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. All right, awesome, thank you. We have some announcements for some fabulous upcoming things. Claire, take it away. We have a very special guest speaker, um, Timber Hawkeye. And he is actually donating his time. He's being sponsored to come here and, and speak. And so he'll be doing our Sunday service presentation. And then afterwards, he's doing a Q&A and discussion, talking about his books. These are two of his books, his two books he's written, Faithfully Religionless and Buddhist Boot Camp. <laughs> so he will have these books Every book purchased, he donates one of his books to the prison system. Um, so it's a great also way to, to help support that. And he's just been a really cool guy. He's got um, a TED Talk out there, and then he's got another video and different things on mindfulness. Um, and so we hope that you can do that. And we're, he's not charging for the workshop. It's totally free. However, if you want to do a love donation to Unity, that's that's great, but not required. So um, hope you all can join us for that. If you have any questions, let me know. But he'll be here next Sunday. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
mentioned earlier, the Northwest Regional Unity Northwest Regional Conference is taking place all next week. It kicks off Monday. It's it's online, so everyone can attend. Kicks off Monday evening with an opening, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's full programming. Um, and it's really super rich content. So Jane, who serves on the Northwest Region, she's going to be hosting most of it. Um, I just really, I want to give my own little personal testimony about it, which is I was lucky enough to attend a regional conference a couple of years ago when we could still go in person. And I wasn't in any sort of a real leadership role or anything here at that time. I was just getting increasingly interested in these teachings and the movement, and I fell in love with our movement at the Northwest Regional Conference. And I love now, it's this additional layer of network and community. So we've got it organized. If you have any questions, talk to me or Jane about it, but you, can, you don't even have to sign up for the whole entire thing. There are pieces of it that if, that if they interest you, you can sign up for those only. So highly recommend it. Information is on our website. You will not regret it. And Sylvia gave me uh, permission to interrupt her, and just I want to <laughs> underline and add an exclamation point. It, you do not have to be in a leadership role to, to be part of this. This last year when I was there, I was in, uh, my jaw was dropped the whole time mm -hmm. about how deep these people are and what work has been, is being done in the name of justice, in the name of the environment, in the name of caring for people. So I'm just adding an exclam exclamation point and underline. Thank you, Donna. And Kevin, you've been involved too. I did. I always <laughs> No, did. she did. Um, I, I want to give another little insight to this. I've been fortunate enough to be working with the musicians, get doing sound checks and making sure they're, because there's some actually some really awesome musicians that are going to be playing in the conference, kind of opening each session, closing mm -hmm. the session. And as I started doing the sound check, I was thinking, oh, but they're regular musicians. It's great, but they're good Musicians. I mean, like one of them was on The Voice. Um, she's got uh, albums out there. They're all like world-class musicians. And I was just doing sound check. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna go just for the music. I mean, not really gonna just go for the music, but <laughs> another little level of inspiration and insight. That's exactly. Well, and Dave and Anna are gonna close the show too with some awesome, awesome music. So. Yeah, Galinda and I just wrote a song specifically for this. It's called oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Should awesome. be awesome. Yes. So hope to see you guys online. You won't miss. Uh, you won't miss it. Or regret. You'll regret it if you do miss it. Is what I'm trying to stumble yeah. over. Yeah. And even I'm, I'll, I'll move on. But even for many, I know many of you are self-employed. You have businesses or whatever. There's going to be a whole section on that fidgetal thing I mentioned on how we navigate in person as well as online services and whatnot. So there's just a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot there. A lot of community classics is going to be another piece of it. Okay. I'm going to grab the next announcement, which is you are? since I'm already up here. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. The Machu Picchu Spiritual Adventure Tour, which we guys, we've announced to you guys. Some of you are already signed up for it. We have only two spots left. It's next June. Uh, and Claire and I are organizing and leading this, and we've got an amazing, diverse group of people. It's going to be an amazing trip. So if you ever wanted to go to Machu Picchu, what better time to go or people to go with than people like your community right here? So two spots left. If you're interested, go to the website or talk to Claire and I. Thanks. Uh, another thing, we're going to be holding a bonfire here September 30th. I think that's a Wednesday, right? I think Wednesday, September 30th. Okay, maybe it's Thursday. I know it's the 30th at 5.30, and the main point is it still should be nice enough weather. We can get together in person, outside. We'll use the fire pit. We'll have a bonfire, and what we're really trying to do your unity board is going into our planning retreat shortly for next year, shortly after that. And so we would just love to have a brainstorm conversation with you about what do you want? What are we doing well? What are we what could we improve upon? Um, you know, what are what are some of the brilliant ideas this congregation has for how we want to handle 2022? So it's gonna be, I think, BYOB. I think we're going to do pizza. We're going to provide pizza, and it's just bring your own beverage. We'll probably have some, but BYOB and a camp chair would be useful. And your brilliance, that's the most important thing. 
Bring your BYOB, bring your own brilliance. But I'm bump, I like it. All right, and Claire, back to you. What's the next one that we have? The greeters. Greeters. Oh, greeters. Okay, so we need some, vol we, we are looking for a few more volunteers, um, some greeters, and, oh, Karen's turned off her phone. Should I make you dance? Kevin used to do in his workshops, if your phone went off, he made you come up to the front and dance. Um, but I will be outside with sign-up sheets. If you're interested, you're not committing to anything, you're just saying, I would like to learn more, and I can share with you that. I'm going to have sign-up forms for actually greeters. We're also looking for some uh, board members. We've had some board members that ha have had life changes that are not allowing them to, to serve in the way that they would like to. And so we're, if you're interested in that, I've got a sign-up sheet for that. I also have a sign-up sheet for, to sign up for UCount. So are you all getting our email newsletter every week? No? Are you get, or, or you're getting it and you're not reading it. I work very hard on that newsletter every week, so dang it, you all better be reading it. All this stuff is in the newsletter. So if you're not getting it, let me know that too. But UCount is something where as a member, if you need help with something, you send it to Carol Fox, and she sends it out to the community. But if you are not on our UCount email list, you're not getting those. If you would like to be, so if you don't know what I'm talking about or you are not getting those emails, I've got a sign-up sheet so we can get you on there. And then we also, is Andy Cardwell here? Nope. Um, but she sent this amazing information of all the community service that is needed in, our, in Central Oregon right now. Um, and so I've got those, and she had, right now, the most urgent need is at the family kitchen. They are looking for a group to do, what, every other month? So like six Saturdays a year um, for a group of six to ten people. So if we could have a group from our community go and serve lunch. So it's not even, I don't even think it's making lunch. It's just serving. And right now, it's all to-go stuff. They're not serving inside. So if you are interested in that, let me know that, too, and I will get her in contact with you, and we can form a, that'd be so fun if we had a group from Unity be willing to do that, and we could set that up. So that is the most urgent need. But if you just want to see, if you're wanting to serve more in your community and see what um, is needed, we've got some handouts here that you guys can review, and I can email those to you as well. So... All right, a lot yeah, going a lot. on. I Kay. want to a shout out to Andy Cardwell because she put in a lot of time for that and she has just stepped up w into our new ACT ministry and um, it, we're going to see just how involved she wants to get, I'm hoping, a lot. So she's, she's awesome. Okay, let's do our prayer of protection and send us out of here vibing nicely. Ready? The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is because I am. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. 
I just want to say thank you for it all.